Hi, hi, hi. It's time to do the math grind. This is After Class, the podcast with Miss Donovan, week nine, geometry overview. So we're going to go over 10-1, 10-2, our choice board, and then all, I know you all want to hear it, is when I look at the assessment and I tell you exactly what's on it and what you need to know. So it's time to get into our topics. We're going to get started by looking at our mathematician of the week, Benjamin Bankner. Benjamin Bankner was born in 1731 and died in 1806. His mother was born a slave, but he was born in a freed man in Philadelphia. He is mostly self-educated in mathematics and astronomy. Just remember, they didn't have public education back then, and there wasn't that much access to education and material to black people in America because at the time, um, again, it was uh, during slavery, which uh, so that just means they didn't they weren't offered the same opportunities as their white counterparts. Um, he is best known for building the first clock in America. He accurately predicted a solar eclipse in 1789, and he wrote Thomas Jefferson a letter asking him to help improve the treatment of blacks in the USA. So that is Benjamin Bankner, our mathematician of the week. Okay, so we're going to get into 10-1, which is what we did on Tuesday. The targets were I can find the image of a figure under a composition of rigid motions, and I can... Find the pre-image of a figure under, position, under a composition of rigid motions. So first we started talking about a composition of transformations. A composition of transformations is a series of two or more transformations performed on a figure one after the other. So again, we were working on our compositions. When we have a composition of transformations, we use our capital T uh, to represent translations. Capital R to represent rotations, and we use our lowercase r to represent reflections. Remember, when we're doing a composition of um, transformations, whatever is inside the parentheses the most is going to be what we are doing first. So again, the innermost, I know it seems really backwards, you should probably write, it feels like you should write first what you're going to do first. No, we write inside the parentheses what we're going to do first, and then whatever's outside of that is what we're going to do next. Um, so again, the innermost parentheses is what we do first. So then we basically just worked on um, noticing and um, basically just doing our composition of transformations. So if we did rotations, we did those first. If we did reflections first, or we just kind of did the order and talked about, again, composition of transformations um, is talking about whether or not we're translating, refle reflecting, or rotating. And we really just worked on that. If you're unsure about your translation, your reflection, and your rotation rules from 9.2 uh, through 9.4, you should really go back and look at those because composition of transformations are going to be ex so much easier if you know how to do those. So that's it for 10-1 on Tuesday. We're going to get into what we did on Wednesday. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Okay, so we're going to look at 10-2, which is what we did on Wednesday. Um, our targets were I can determine whether given, given figures are congruent, and I can specify a sequence of rigid motions that will carry a given figure to a congruent figure. So we opened up our book, and again, remember, two figures are congruent if and only if a composition of rigid motions maps onto one another. So again, we have to be able to move an image um, onto a different image. So say we have a triangle, we have to be able to move it onto a triangle and have it map directly on top of it for it to be congruent. If it's a little bigger or a little smaller or does not map perfectly onto the triangle, it is not, or like onto the other image, in this case it was a triangle, it is not congruent. So remember, congruent is same size, same shape, um, same everything, same angle measure, whatever. So we looked at a lot of examples of what appear to be a congruent. We just first guessed. We would look and we'd be like, okay, do these look to be the same size and shape? 
yes or no. And then after we looked, we'd be like, okay, let's prove um, if we thought they were congruent, let's prove they're congruent. If we thought they weren't congruent, let's prove they're not congruent. So then we would look for a composition of transformations that are rigid to be able to move that image onto another. So we had this triangle on this graph. We thought, yes, this graph, it looked like it was potentially congruent. Um, there were two triangles. We wanted to map the triangle from the top of the graph onto the other triangle underneath it. So first we're like, okay, do we have to rotate it? Do we have to reflect it? Do we have to translate it? What is the the first thing we did was rotate it because um, the points of the triangle, the angles were not facing the same way. So we rotated it to have the angles facing the same way and then we translated it down. So again, you just have to look and be able to be like, okay, so do I have to turn it first? Do I have to slide it first? Or do I have to flip it first? Does it need to be flipped? Does it need to be slid? Or does it need to be turned? Then we talked about um, congruency for triangles. So if all sides are the, are the same length, of two triangles, then they are congruent. And then for another thing, um, if we have two congruent sides and the angle in the middle is congruent for a triangle, then the triangles are congruent. So all sides the same length, so like corresponding sides and two triangles the same length, then we have congruent triangles. And then say we have two uh, corresponding sides the same length and that angle in between them is the same, um, then they are also congruent. And that is all we talked about for 10-2. Let's get on to what we did for Wednesday. Okay, just remember Thursday. Thursday. Can you remember Thursday? Yeah, so Tuesday? <laughs> Thursday. Look, if you need help remembering, just think of it like this. The third day, all right? Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when? Huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> the third day, okay? On Thursday, we did a choice board, a review choice board. So you had plenty of options. There looks to be about, let's see, one, two, three four, five, six. We had 12 options today. You had to get five points for this choice board to be full credit, five points of worth of activities, and you could get up to 10 points of, or you could get up to five points of extra credit, so doing a total of 10 points of activities. If you need to catch up on your assignments, you should do those parts of the activities. Otherwise, you could have done a flip grade, the optional assessment review, met with me, a Google form quiz, or um, Make a test question. There was a couple extra practice options and then also math idle and make a math meme. As always, again, if you have not turned it in, you should still turn it in. It is worth five points. Now let's get on to our assessment review. It's So now for the moment you've all been waiting for our assessment review, I have the assessment right in front of me and I'm going to go over it. So we're doing geometry assessment number 10. First target is 8-1. There is one multiple choice question. Is the slope of the line AB uh, parallel, perpendicular, or neither to the slope of the line of CD? Um, compare the slopes. Are they parallel, perpendicular, or neither? There's one question for 8-2. Um, you can write an equation. It's write an equation of a line that is parallel to the line that goes through the graph of the points to dash negative 4. So again, there's a line on the graph. You need to figure out that slope. If it's parallel, it has the same slope. So you need to write a line that has the same slope but goes through the points to dash negative 4. So make sure you plug those in to figure out what your y-intercept should be, and then you'll have the equation. Then we have our section 9-1 um, through 9-4. There are two questions here. You're going to be asked to write the function rule that represents the transformation. Um, and then you're also going to be asked to reflect over a line that is not the x or y axis. So remember your reflections. For 10-1, you have two questions. Um, first, you're going to have a composition of transformations for a point. So make sure you know your transfer, your translation rules, your reflection rules, and your rotation rules. And then the second thing is a triangle. You're translating a triangle. So again, you have two things. Make sure you know your rules. 10-2, 
is our last section for today. Um, basically, the first question is asking you to um, fill in the blank um, about rotating, um, what you would do to show congruency. And then the second thing is asking you to show what two transformations you would do to get us one square onto another square. So that is it for our assessment. It's not too long. What was that? Five sections. We have one, two, three, four, five. And two of them you can skip if you like your grade. But if you don't, you should definitely do them. And that is it for our assessment number 10 review. that is it for after class podcast um we just looked over our whole week um pretty short week because we had two assessments one at the beginning of the week one at the end of the week uh we went over 10-1 10-2 what we did for our choice board and then also the assessment review so let me know if you have any questions my office hours are as always from 2:10 to 3 o'clock other than that you can email me and i guess i'll see you in class